Yes, coming in hot with episode 59 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. And this is a full hour and a half special on the FA Cup final. Jobber, how are you, mate? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, that is not true. Um, look, I'm a little bit upset, mate. I've lost my major hardware sponsor last week. Um, so I'm <laughs> slumming it this week with my different headset. But look, no, look, I'm okay. Let's not get bogged down. Um, All right. Well, you sound like trash. Um, Barney's here too. Barney, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Sean. Jabba, awful as always. I'm recording in the tunnel this week. All right, well, big pod. Um, we've got some weekly happenings with the slice of pizza in there. Um, obviously, the FA Cup final, we'll spend some time on that, maybe just a tick under an hour and a half on that. A uh, couple of Premier League games, a um, few dead rubbers in there, though. Um, and then we move on to the preview, and there's a bit going on in the championship as well. But... Jobby, you may as well kick us off with some weekly happenings, mate. What's going on? Yeah, it looks like it was a big week for Man City, as per usual. Um, you're going to have to talk me through this. I've got here City had a pizza party. So what's what's going <laughs> on with Pep? So there's a bit going on with Pep's family this week. But what's going on with Pep? Yeah, so Pep's thrown them a, a party at the training ground. Um, and he had, I think, 16 or 12 pizzas arrive. And um, <laughs> I saw an interview with Pep and he just spoke for about 10 minutes about um, the, how delicious the pizza was um, and how excited everyone <laughs> was. And the highlight of the party was when the pizza turned up. So I don't know. I, I haven't won a lot of leagues in my time, but the ones I've won, I didn't really celebrate them with pizza. Um, Barney, what do you think? Did you see this interview? Yeah, it was, uh, it was fantastic. He just laid into basically the English and how they party for five minutes and then Rattled on about the uh, the pizzas for the next five, talking about how bloody great they were. And the, I got his quote here. So he says, here in England, parties are always just alcohol and I don't understand why. But the moment they brought the pizzas was perfect. It was a nice moment. All together here, we celebrated really well. So he's really loving pizza. Maybe he's never had it before. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, surely sneak a bottle of champagne in there, a couple of brewskis for the boys. Um, they got like three dead rubbers on the way before they play the big one, so they can afford a beer, surely. You reckon Pep's on something? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't drink unless I'm heavier. <laughs> He's just hot on football, isn't he? He's a football oh, fiend. He just comes across as boring again, doesn't he? <laughs> All right, Definitely. so look at what else has been going on this week. So Man City's Pizza Party, uh, I don't know if they brought all 12 of those fans with them either, but we'll see. What did you make of Amati dissing Chelsea? Sam, I'll probably ask you and then I'll go to you on this one, Sean. What did you, what did you make of it, Sam, a bit much? No, nah, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was great. Really mug them off just after you've shook everyone's hand, said thanks for the game. <laughs> go, into the, go into the change room and show them how you really feel. Just picks up the, uh, the pennant that Chelsea had given him before the game and just holds it up for the camera and then throws it clean over his head straight into the back of the room. I thought it was fantastic. How do you feel, Sean? Uh, well, I don't know. It was on someone's um, Instagram live. I can't remember um, who it was, but yeah, he was on Instagram live. And as you say, he just turfed it over his shoulder and onto the ground with all the uh, with all the champagne, having a proper party. I didn't see a slice of pizza in sight, but um, I don't know. I can't really name anything good that's come out of an Instagram live. So <laughs> can I just touch on something? <laughs> it was, it was as well, Marty didn't actually set foot on the pitch outside of the changing of the pennants. That's um, even better. <laughs> That's even like, better. You guys like on the bench giving Chelsea the bins. He literally did nothing except for warm up. I'm not sure he's even in the squad, was he? Yeah. He had the uh, gear on at least. Yeah, no, credit to him. Just yeah, is that John Terry? <laughs> John Terry. Um, all right, so moving on to um, other key moments this week. So Jay Lins was um, player of the month. But the big news for you, Sean, was Steve Bruce getting named manager of the month. You're not happy about this, are you? No, I love it. I think it's a month too late, if anything. Um, I thought it was hard done by the month before um, with four losses. But, um, yeah, no, this month he really deserved it. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think he's obviously pulled them out of um, a, a tough spot if you wound back uh, a month ago and he's yeah, he got some good results to get him sort of out of trouble. Um, but, I mean, manager of the month, is that a bit too much? I'm not sure. Barney, you, were, you voted for Ryan Mason, didn't you? Or Jose and Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> definitely Ryan got a vote from me. But no, I think they're just rewarding Stevie for his uh, beautiful style of play. Oh, oh no. I think, I think that's what they're rewarding. Watch your mouth. All right. 
I'm going to move over to you, Sam. So you're going to get some me time finally. So talk me through the Turkish league title race. So Besiktas won, win on goal difference by one goal over Galatasaray with Fernabache in third, two points behind. Is that correct? Yeah, so this is coming from the only Super League we'll ever need, the Turkish Super League. <laughs> uh, yeah, Besiktas won this one uh, on the last day uh, by one goal on goal difference over Galatasaray, their uh, big rival, which is pretty ridiculously close. And then Fenerbahce, only two points behind them. So a proper title race in the Turkish Super League. Um, and f- so going to the last day, the results were Galatasaray won 3-1 and uh, Besiktas won 2-1. So all, f- all Galatasaray needed was one more goal and they probably would have got it on goals four as well. So unlucky for them, but good to see a, a really good title race in Europe again. Sam, I'd imagine everyone would be um, pretty calm about that whole situation in <laughs> Turkey as well. Yeah, <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, just some mild celebrations. I think there might have been a bit of a pizza party over there as well. Pet might have been involved. Who knows? Boys flew straight out of the idiot. All right. Um, so, look, let's move on. So, last one I want to hear from you, Sam, is a Harry Kane transfer update. What's going on? Now, I just want to bring everyone's attention to the fact I'm going to move on to the FA Cup review. If Harry Kane had stayed at Leicester City on loan, he would have picked up uh, yeah. two titles as opposed to the zero he has now. But give us a transfer update, Sam. Yeah, but he's at Tottenham, so why would you why would you want to leave? So Harry Kane transfer update. This is big, big news coming from an inside source. So Delhi Alley, who's uh, currently canoodling up with Pep Guardiola's daughter, I believe, was doing <laughs> was doing a uh, Instagram live. In midweek, so this is the, probably the first good thing to come out of Instagram Live, Sean. And some one of his uh, one of his fans said, "Touch your hat if Harry Kane is staying," and he touched his hat. Now, that is not the best evidence ever for Harry Kane staying at the club. I don't know why, Barney. I'm going to be here next week. Um. <laughs> that, that is that is gold. That's yeah, gold that's transfer. Yeah, no, because what would Delhi know? He won't be at the club next year anyway. All right, let's move on. Sean, I'm going to throw over to you. Against all odds, Leicester City, they've won it 1-0. What a goal from Tillemans. Talk me through what happened. Ah, Yeah, a big day. Big day for Leicester. So um, four FA Cup finals that they've lost um, previously. And I feel as though, like, in the early 2000s, Chelsea was in every FA Cup along with Arsenal. So... Um, yeah, mixed histories um, between these two. But um, no, like a big day for, for Leicester. They were paying $5. Chelsea um, were $1.30. No real surprises in each of the squads. Um, although I would like to say that I did get the Kepper pick correct, Barney. You were thinking that they'd sack Kepper off but um, for Mendy, but they kept Kepper in. Maybe they should have. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm not sure we could have done anything about it. Yards out. Uh, I think maybe it was an easy save. Been. Yeah, he'd move, but they his, got, move his feet. So, um, but I think like Leicester started slow um, in in the first half, and that got Chelsea a couple of chances. There was um, a, a Werner chance um, early on where the ball just got he like, sort of flicked it on, um, and Aspericueta, um couldn't quite get to it from there. Again, hand strapped for those following along, um, and then Werner sprayed a couple over, but like a pretty uneventful first half um, for the neutrals. I would have thought. Um, and then um, Leicester had Johnny Evans injured, um, so they went from a back three to a back four um, to accommodate that. Um, but then second half, I thought Leicester started really, really well um, and were the brighter of the two sides early. And then there was a bit of uh, controversy with the ball getting played out of the back um, and sort of a handball ricochet type scenario. So I suppose before I finish that, um, the rest of this. Um, what do you guys think, handball, or are you okay with that one? The interception. Handball. handball for me. Barney? In this new world. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So so no handball given because um, it was a ricochet and his hand was in his, in his own silhouette is apparently the <laughs> technical interpretation <laughs> of the changes every week. Wait, wait, wait. I've, I've got the rule book in front of me. Just let me turn to the page on silhouettes. It will take the absolute piss on <laughs> No, seriously. So if it if it hits him's leg first and then goes into his hand, it's not handball. But if it had gone straight into his hand, it would have been a handball. So, yeah, my understanding of that's that's how it was interpreted. But then 
Um, I mean, from there, um, the ball got played across to Tilly, and then, yeah, he's probably 40 yards out at that point. Takes a couple of nice strides forward, and um, Thiago Silva refuses to close him down, and then he absolutely blasts one in the top corner. What do you think about the goal? Yeah, some strong. I, I don't know about Thiago. Oh, funny. Thiago Silva, I think he, he could have come out a little bit, couldn't he? Like, just approached him. He was in that sort of no I think man's so. land, and he just sort of stood still. Yeah. And then I don't think he was thinking he was going to hit it. But if Kepa's in goals, you, you've got to take that down. Yeah, it's a, I thought he should have come out as well. But at, at the same time, it was a long way out. Um, Barney, what do you think? Oh, I just still, I still think you got to respect the shot. That was an unreal shot. And like we were yeah. talking about talking about it earlier. He didn't even like, he didn't really strike it like as hard as he could he just hit it so well there was just such a smooth shot and just yeah it never looked like it was going to miss once it left his foot but uh that, that's yeah. a one of the great all-time great cup goals at what, yeah. to, at Stru- what point do you think Tillemans knew it was in like just as it's leaving his toe or like, oh, i think as soon as he hit it i'm a real i'm a red hot chance here and you sort of half got your shirt off <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those ones, as soon as you hit it, you just know that, it, that it's going in. But yeah, good goal. About 63 minutes that goal came and then Leicester sort of plotted along at about the same pace um, with the same sort of structure for the next 10 minutes. Um, and then Chelsea sort of turned the screws. And then that's when the substitutions started come coming from uh, Chelsea and, and Leicester sort of matched though. So um, the big ones probably when Giroud came on or went to warm up um, was Morgan, who hasn't played a game um, since December, um, he warms up the same time, and then yeah, once once Giroud gets um, put on, um, Wes Morgan, um, yeah, he gets changed and comes on as well. So you could sort of see what Leicester were trying to do, and you could sort of see what Chelsea were trying to do. Um, Chelsea didn't create a whole lot in, in that time, but then the big other big moment of the game is um, that nice diagonal cross for Ben Chilwell to take in his stride. Nice first touch. And then just sort of a, a ricochet in goal. Leicester Hearts broken. Hang on, VAR offside. What do you boys think at that point? Yeah, at that point I think you're like, yeah, this is it. Leicester are going to win this thing. Yeah, we had a definitely. nice little VAR intervention. We've had a handball. We've had all these things that 2021 football has brought us, isn't it? Just that beauty. Yeah, I love that. Um, Chile went over to the um, fans slid. Um, and then, yeah, it, like in my head at that point, I'm like, man, of all people, the yeah. guy we just all to Chelsea to score yeah, um, was frustrating. But, yeah, it got, it got called back. Well, interestingly, though, um, Chile was getting booed, but Kante wasn't. So, um, yeah, I found that, um, I don't know, maybe just recency bias, I think, that he was getting booed. But, yeah, it got called off, and at that point, you're thinking, oh, it's really starting to turn Leicester's um, way here. Chelsea had some sort of half chances late on, but um, five minutes of uh, extra time and that was it, full time. And uh, Leicester, for the first time in their history, um, lifting the FA Cup trophy and have now won the Premier League, the FA Cup and the League Cup. So finally completed all of their domestic trophies to be won. So the, the century treble. Um, so century like, just one, one more thing I want to raise on this one. So what about Brandy Rogers? I mean, like, where does he sit in the sort of ranking of managers in the Premier League. His record seems to be like, it's very impressive. Like he got Swansea promoted and they were playing really good football. He's done a really good job at Leicester City. I thought he did an underrated job at Liverpool in a pretty hard time before Klopp came in. Like Celtic, he obviously won everything, but that was like par for the course. Yeah, but does the Celtic achievement look, does the Celtic achievements look even better now, now that you see sort of Rangers taking over like you yeah. know a lot of people thought that oh i could manage at celtic and, and and win everything but i mean it's that's since been proven not the case so like i always was pretty high on, on brendy rogers and and his style of football and what the results he was getting um as you say a lot of those achievements that you listed off um he he'd done and had done for years so i'm not sure why just winning an fa cup would sort of push him into the top echelon of managers i like for me he was already already there and that just sort of cements it he just reaffirms it doesn't it yeah mm. really i think he's i think he's just he's obviously got the tactical nous to like be a great manager but he's clearly got very good man management as well everywhere yeah. he goes all the players buy in and they all you know they're all working together in the same direction like there's no i haven't heard of any real like friction or anything at any of the clubs he's 
he's been um a, he's yeah. been especially even at like somewhere like Liverpool as well where the pressure's so much more and it's it's a tougher tougher assignment but yeah I agree with everything it's he's uh he's a really good manager I'd say probably second or third best in the league yeah, you know, well, like you, Guardiola you and maybe Klopp. Yeah, yeah, you got Klopp and Guardiola, and even um, Tuchel. Like I know he's only been there a minute, but yeah, I think um, yeah he's definitely in that that top um, top tier. But the other thing to mention is all of this um, noise at the moment going on with um, Arsenal's owners, Manchester United's owners, and Liverpool's owners um, with all the protests and stuff like that, and bids going on. Um, you sort of saw the complete opposite at Leicester on. On after the FA Cup final, so the the players are down on the ground with the trophy, and then Casper um, sort of leaves that um, critical moment and and goes up and drags um, Kun Top down, who's um, the son of the former owner, um, and brings him down onto the ground. And the players give him the trophy. Um, he throws up the trophy. They're, they're cheering. There's photos going on. Um, all the players say thank you to him and have a warm embrace. He says thank you to the players. Um, the all the players had the um, the previous owner um, Vinci um, printed on the inside of their shirt. So yeah, I think that's the other thing worth noting at Leicester at the moment that they're very connected with their owners, and you you obviously saw the scenes that you saw um, versus what else is going on in the Premier League. Yeah, I reckon yeah, if, if you're just like- United won the FA Cup, they'd FaceTime Joel. I just don't think he'd pick up. He's a busy man. He's probably getting the haircut. Yeah, is that you the hairdressers for sure? <laughs> <laughs> Manchester what? <laughs> But I, I think if I think if you're one of those sick like fans of those six clubs who tried to join the ASL, and those clubs are coming to you as fans and like well, like what do you guys want? And you say just follow what Leicester do, just literally do what the owner of Leicester does because everything he everything he does just seems to work and the fans love it. Like over the last since like since that premier that season you won the Premier League, everything he's done has just been right and there hasn't been any mistakes that I've heard of in that whole period. Yeah, it's just been an unbelievable rise too. Um, yeah. All right, boys, so that, that's a wrap on the FA Cup final. So obviously Leicester City winning 1-0, a uh, very proud moment for them, but they've got to refocus this week back on the league. So we'll start with uh, the surprising match of the round. So Newcastle 3, Manchester City 4. I've got a little stat here in front of me. This is uh, as a five-minute period in the game, and it's called Peak Steve Bruce Ball. So we have Manchester City with 96% possession, Newcastle with 4% possession. Um, but they did do well to hang in this one. What did you make of it, Sean? Yeah, well, I did see that flash up on the screen at the time and I just thought as soon as it flashed up on the little stats thing um, down the bottom, I knew that that was going to be like screenshotted and, and sent around um, in, in no time at all. But, yeah, like I think... Yeah, <laughs> But I think... Um, Newcastle's pretty played pretty much a full strength side, except for Wilson, who's obviously out for the rest of the season. Um, you looked over at Man City and they made a lot of changes um, to their team, um, especially in, in the back line. And interestingly, Scott Carson made his debut for Manchester City. Um, so we haven't seen him at all for Manchester City. And I think he might have been there for like a number of years. He's been there so, for two years on loan from Derby. There you go. Two years. Yeah, two years. And um, geez, he looked old, didn't he? He had, <laughs> he had really dark hair and he had like this little salt and pepper thing going on. But um, yeah, it was interesting to see him on. I'm not sure why um, Zach Steffen um, didn't start. But anyway, Carson started, saved the penalty and I blame um, blame his defenders for not cleaning up um, so the Scott save. But Carson, yeah, I think it was Scott Carson played dead, in brother. the Premier League with Charlton Athletic, I believe. Just... Just Ten years really ago, I think, because he's how uh, old he is. Yeah, <laughs> that's a long caps for England too. If you can remember back that far. <laughs> Shit, he did too. What a legend! But yeah, I think like for for Newcastle, I think you know, um, bit of a dead rubber. I think they're pretty much safe, but they seem to be sort of cracking in as much as they can. Looking forward to a either a new manager or playing for their spots next year. And Man City just very much on a rotation and, and limiting the minutes and getting minutes into some key players. So, for, did you see Ferran Torres's scorpion type goal? Yeah, nice little hat trick, and that was a bloody outrageous. Yeah. That was the other talking point outside of um, Scott Carson's ninety-one percent pass accuracy. I think um, the yeah. other interesting point I wanted to raise on this game was uh, Joe Willick. So he can't stop scoring. I think he's got six in six or six in seven or something. Some, what, something yeah, like that. Yeah. What, he missed the pen look- to then follow up to score. 
Yeah, yeah. why does he look so good and Arsenal seem to have a problem scoring goals? Because he's away from Arsenal. That's why he looks so good. <laughs> he's just in a free-flowing football team like Newcastle United with a manager of the month, Brucey. That's why. Is he on loan there or on loan, Newcastle yeah. pick him up? He's on loan, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, so May City 4, Newcastle 3, City stay first, uh, Newcastle stay safe. Manchester City um, was a 23rd consecutive unbeaten away match in all competitions, the longest ever unbeaten run by an away side in the top four tiers of English football. So overtaking Notts County's run in twenty of 22 and 2012. So that was pretty goddamn impressive. Um, nothing more from me. So let's move on to the next one here, boys. What do we got? We have... Uh, Burnley nil, Leeds United four. This one got you pretty excited, didn't it, Sam? Yeah, it did. It did. Leeds were looking uh, pretty impressive. Burnley had a little spell of possession at the start, but then Leeds really started to turn the screw. Um, and, yeah, we were re- rewarded in late in the first half after a few good chances um, with Glick with the uh, a nice little driving run forward. And actually, if you go back and watch it, is Glick running forward, and in front of him are four more Leicester, uh, sorry, Leeds players who are all like offering. It actually ended up being like almost a five on a five on four in the back line there, um, with a little after a little turnover. So it was um, he had plenty of options, but decided to go himself and just curled around the keeper for a great little finish, um, which was a lovely little goal. Uh, and then three more fantastic goals from Leeds here. And I actually want to pose the question to you guys. What do you reckon was your favourite goal from this match? I think mine was um, Rodriguez. I can't remember whether it was the last or the second last goal, but the one where he sort of had a first touch to take him past, I think it was two defenders and yeah. then like sort of finished on a tight angle. Was that his second? That was his first goal. His first goal, yeah. the third goal of the game. Yeah, that's that first touch was magic. Yeah, that was that was great. What about you, yeah, Job? So, uh, I can't think which one it is, but it's, I'm just thinking the ball from Jack Harrison. That had me out of my chair. Yeah, that's yeah, like, it's the same one. That was shit. unreal. That, yeah. me, that's a service to air missile. That was ridiculous. I had um, I had Burnley winning this game. I think in in what I tipped last week, but. I think a couple of teams that had trouble um, beating Burnley um, more recently. I think like they've Burnley won um, the last two in the last five. So yeah, I thought they would have caused Leeds a bit more trouble. But I think what Leeds did differently to other teams who have played them recently is just that switches over to each side. They Leeds play a lot of switches and a lot of diags. And I think when you play in a team like Burnley, you sit in like that. Um, that's probably the best way to get at them because if they're sitting in a low block, you're not really going to be able to play through them. So I think, yeah, Leeds picking the ball up or winning it in a, a deep area and then playing, you know, cross balls and diags stretches Burnley, which creates holes. And I think that that's where you see um, some of those balls into Rodrigo to to capitalise on. So I think that's what really separated Leeds' performance to um, other teams more recently who've had a go at Burnley and, and fallen over. Yeah, they, they really, yeah. really stretched them. I thought it was quite clear to see. All right, boys, so just a quick one here. So um, that leads stay 10th. Burnley, as also said before, safe. Let's move on to Southampton 3, Fulham 1. Just give me a quick one. Did this one surprise you at all? You go, Bun. <laughs> all righty, all righty. Uh, yeah, more misery for Scotty and the boys. Don Parker still rocking the turtleneck and Cardi. Don. So I like that. I like that. But, um, yeah, no, this doesn't surprise me. Fulham, again, couldn't score. Um you know, Saints are actually in a bit of form at the moment, which is good. Um, I did like to see Teller get his first goal, his first uh, senior goal, which was nice. How? Oh, okay. yeah, nice. Yeah. So happy. Also, how cute is he? Fucking <laughs> 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 between him and Tarek Lenti. That's the, they're the two cutest blokes in the EPL. That's oh. all I think every time I look at him is, oh, that cute's a little fella. Yeah, I, I couldn't help but, but uh, be happy for him once he scored. Um, but then, but in, in, were you happy? Were you happy with the next one, Sam? Good to see Theo Walcott. Um, so he's played all season for Southampton, but that was his first goal in ten years. At yeah, I think they said fifteen years since he'd scored at St Mary's. Yeah. He's been there for two years. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 
Well, I think crazy. I think the the key thing here is that um, Southampton had changed their team. I think they sort of see themselves in a position where they can't really challenge for anything north of the table, and um, they're not in any danger of going south. So what they've done is they've made some changes. Ralphie's pulled some changes through um, their team and their squad to see sort of I would imagine a look to to next year. So that's why Nathan Teller um, featured. And Theo Walcott, I appreciate he's been there for a minute, but hadn't really had a lot of game time. So, um, yeah, a few changes pulled by Ralphie to um, Southampton's team. And, yeah, it looks like those players are coming and, you know, trying to impress and trying to play for a contract and, and keep the spot um, in the team because if Southampton want to move um, up the table, they're going to have to do some changes um, to their squad. So I think you've got a few players on the fringe playing for their positions. James Wall-Prowse James Wall had some uh, nice set pieces here again. Um, I think yeah, the first goal... To Che Adams um, was yeah his set piece, and then he had a free kick, which was really really whipped um, hard, but a, a decent save. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, Southampton were good for the points. Yeah, so how bad was the defending on that on that, on that first goal oh. that Ward Prowse whipped in? <laughs> Two Fulham players actually like dodged the ball, and Che Adams just stuck a leg out. Like that was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, not not great from um, Fulham, but no, nothing unexpected at this point. So Saints uh, stay fourteenth. Pretty disappointing finish for them, I think. Um, and yeah. Fulham stay 18th. So next one, Brighton 1, West Ham 1. Um, not a huge deal to talk about this one, but very disappointing for West Ham, Sean. Yeah, very disappointing for West Ham. So they are officially out of the, the race for the top four now. So like they're still in with a shout, um, but now mathematically they, they can't make that, that top four. So um, yeah, a bit disappointing, but they um shooting for a Europa League spot now. Brighton, probably a game that they um, they would be happy with the point um, out of. But yeah, like to be West Ham and not take all three points and and try and track down that Europa League spot must really hurt. Good news is that they got Declan Rice back for this game, so that's his first time back. Um, so yeah, good news for the Hammers there. But um, I think Moisey was a bit disappointed not to get away with all three points. But brighter signs ahead because they play West Brom next week. So Barney, this game for me um, just lacked a little bit of quality, like the whole way through. I think there was a lot of shots but not as many shots on targets I'd like to see until like that frantic final 10. Yeah, there, you, you're right. I think there was um, – the keepers weren't really put in any positions where they had to make some big saves. Um, but that last 10 really got exciting. Tao put a uh, lovely little ball through to Welbeck who had a nice little dink finish over the keeper. So that, was, that was nice. Oh, and that's yeah. his 50th EPL goal over his career. Which he, he I thought was a bit low. No, well, he could have really been something. It wasn't for the injuries. I think we've we've had a bit of a re, re, yeah. bit of a reminiscence. I was, still, I was still surprised that it's only his fiftieth. Like he, even though he's had the injuries, he still scored goals wherever he's been. But yeah, that was I thought that was uh, that was nice for him. And uh, and then the Benarama goal uh, late on was a nice finish. But um, yeah, <laughs> he uh, he scored that nice goal. It's one all. They're still pushing for Europe. He goes off the corner to celebrate, and Moisey's at the touchline, running back, yelling at him all to hurry up and get back to the halfway line to kick off again. And they could, he couldn't care less. He's a scored a worldy. Oh yeah, that no, was a nice strike, but yeah, very disappointing for West Ham. So um, as Sean said, West Ham dropped to seventh. Um, so that's very disappointing for West Ham, and then Brighton stay seventeenth, but are safe. Uh, just the next one off the running order here, boys, is Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 2. So I actually tuned into this game, and I think you did as well, Sam. This turned out to be the game that uh, none of us thought would happen, but the game that we needed, wasn't it? Yeah, this was, I would almost have to say, game of the round. This was unreal. We all predicted a very crap game, and it turned out to be an absolute belter, which is good for uh, the two teams playing and it being at 9pm on a Sunday night in Australia, so you could actually... Get to bed at a decent time after watching it. Um, but, yeah, Villa definitely came out strong in the first half and were very good. And I think that Benteke goal was really the only – was like a bit of an anomaly and sort of good against header. the run of play. It was a really good – and the oh, ball in was just really good because he just – yeah. He just like dinked it up. He's like, "Yeah, Ben Teke, you attack that, and you you do the work, and which is great because that's what he's that's what he's good at." So that was a that was a nice goal from Ben Teke. The McGinn finish before that was really nice. Just a lovely little side foot from a from a midfielder who just sprays passes all games. Um, 
But then the defending on the El Ghazi goal, my God, that was bad. <laughs> so go, so I think it was Kiate cleared yeah, it straight up in the air. And so I, this is the this is the best part of it for me is that Kiate and Ward, who definitely shouldn't have come in because there's already two players there, but Ward comes in because he's looking at the ball. He's like, oh, how can I help out here? Gary Gayhill is just playing chaos ball underneath, just running around, not looking at the ball. He's just watching where Watkins is moving. Still doesn't contest Watkins. Free header to El Ghazi at the back stick, who just finishes easily. That was uh, some pretty hilarious defending there. Uh, but I think got to half time um and then Roy the boy obviously had a great half time chat with the lads cuz they came out absolutely firing in the second half and i think they just for me like palace just really bullied villa in the second half mm. they just went way more direct with their approach uh and villa sort of went into their shell a little bit and uh and palace just really wanted it more for me yeah, um, it's good to see Joel yeah, Ward we- kick the shit out of Jack Grealish there for a nice little yellow card for yeah, <laughs> First thing, first contest of the game for Grealish gets shit kicked out of him. <laughs> but then, like, back. I feel like Palace just like they have players that can really excite you, but just don't <laughs> so often. Like Wolves are hard. Oh, yeah. when, they start, when they start taking blokes on, like it's just so good to watch. Yeah, he's just lazy. I think you can see like from where he plays. And well, Hodgson's come out and said it openly before. He said that's why he doesn't start all the time because he doesn't work back. Yeah. So that's why he plays someone like a Schlupp or a or a um a Townsend in that position instead. And, and then Tyrek um, Mitchell puts the winner away. Nice little cross in oh, Just desire. Just desire with the shoulder. Comes through and yeah, easy puts the ball back in the mixer and yeah, Mitchell just shoulders it straight in. Yeah, it's a great result for Palace. So they move up to thirteenth. Um and Aston Villa stay eleventh, but pretty disappointing for them. But this is the Roy Hodgson farewell tour right now, boys. So just enjoy it while you can. Uh, enjoy it to see. Mm. So yeah, so hopefully Roy. Look, looking up. forward to the wake, I am. So that'll oh. be good. <laughs> oh, come on, of oh, Crystal Palace's re- relegation or Roy the Boy. If they John, mate, they're going down. All right, so let's move on to the the, uh, the unofficial manager of the month there. So Tottenham two Wolves nil. Barney, is this? Finally, Deli Alley back. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he was looking the goods. Uh, it was very much an expected lineup for me, uh, with the only change being Aurier dropping out. Apparently, he's uh, got a little injury. Um, so, yeah, that, that was why he was dropped. I'm, I'm hesitant that it's he's maybe something else. But anyway, it's good to see Tanganga come in. I, I quite like him. He's a, he's a good player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was a... Pretty sort of even first half. Both teams are threatening. I mean, Tottenham had a few good chances, but like the only real threat from uh, Wolves was a definitely Traore, who mm. drove through our you know, our midfield and our defence a couple of times. And it was hilarious watching um, Hoiberg try and chase Traore with the ball. <laughs> Holy crap, he was so slow. Um but- but absolute shock that uh, Troy had no end product. How dare you? Who knew? Yeah, who would, who would have thought the <laughs> the oiled up genius? So no, Harry Kane could it, almost had a hat trick in the first half. Yeah, he hit the post once and had a few other good Cody chances. Off the line. But how much better do Tottenham look in defensively when they don't have a team that presses them that hard? Jeez, yeah. they look really good. Yeah, a bunch of downhill yeah, races. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got down here. That yeah, Wolves were very much on the beach, like they had no no press about them, and made it yeah. easy for yeah. um, Spurs to to get out of the back. And then once they're out of the back, they've got the players at the top end, as you say, Barn, because um, the team that Mason's picking at the moment um, is just full of like free flowing attacking players. So if you let yeah. them get out of the back, then they've got it to like their better players um, who can who can actually cause some some damage. So yeah, easy win for Spurs. Wolves on the beach. Quiet game for Bale. I didn't think he um, got that involved actually, or had no real end product. Um, I'm not sure whether he's carrying something or something like that. Um, but I'll probably Carry finish on, on two questions. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two link. questions for, for for you boys to finish up this game. Um, the hair on Dally Alley, or the nutmeg drag back thing that you did. Which one do you prefer? Uh, you go first, Sam. I really need to think about this. Well, I can tell you now. I know what Pep's daughter prefers. Oh, oh there we go. It's a drag back flick. She loved it. She thought it was great. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she retweeted that. That's all. No, I'm a big fan of the dreads, but that drag back flick was pretty, pretty nice. Pretty sick. Job. Some, yeah, look, I, I'm a fan of, um, I'm a fan of the dreads. 
I am. I think it looked really good, yeah. And it's good. it gives this free-flowing style. And I think, as I said before, too, it was really disappointing watching Wolves without Neves and Jimenez. They just seemed to miss a trick. And my second question is, um, Ndombele, what's happened to him? He's sort of fallen out of the team here. Yeah, he was. Um, he had a real risk. Like, the first season Mourinho was there, he, well, he was doing his, like, harsh treatment on him where he just he leaves him out of the team and then just wails on him anytime he puts him in and makes a mistake. And then apparently he spent a lot of the off season like working closely with him, and uh, and that obviously did well for him. And he was in the team a lot and playing very well. Um, his fitness still was pretty bad, but he was playing a lot of good football and like a lot of that um, really nice stuff he'd seen at, at Lyon. Um, but then yeah, I think I don't know why. Maybe maybe it is his work rate that that Mason doesn't like. But like he's got the skill and like we talked about before about how yeah he's like one of the most skilled players at Tottenham. But obviously. His work rate just doesn't do it for for um, Mason. That's why you see LaCelso play a lot more. Yeah, so that win takes Spurs up to sixth on 59 points. So they are within five points of Chelsea. So if Chelsea lose both, Spurs could qualify for the Champions League. Highly unlikely. Wolves, disappointing season. They stay in 12th position. So next one, boys, is... Just give myself a bit of a drum roll here. We have West Brom 1, Liverpool 2. This game had a fair bit going on, didn't it, Sean? Oh, this, as a Leicester fan watching this, you know, West Brom take the lead and you think, oh, oh we're on here. Klopp's going to absolutely bottle it. But, yeah, I mean, for, for the neutral, this would have been a really, really entertaining uh, game to watch. Um, Mane back into the team um, after the little hissy fit last week. Um, because Jota's out with a foot injury and will miss the rest of the season and maybe some of the Euros. So Oof. that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, as I said, West Brom took the took the early lead. Um, Liverpool pegged them back, and then West Brom get a goal disallowed through offside, which I thought was a little bit... Hold up one second there. So let's, go back, to, let's go back to Mo Money, Mo Salah's strike. What's going on in the centre of the pitch with the referee there? And yeah, so that I, technically that should have be been awarded. a drop ball. That should never have been That should been be a drop ball. Yeah. Not a free kick, it's a drop ball. Yeah. I, I was like, I could see on the TV, like, granted Liverpool absolutely peppered them. Like, you can't really argue with the outcome. How they got there is absolutely outrageous. But that's a drop ball. That's not a free kick. Yeah, it's a drop ball. And I can't believe that it's a goal. So if it's a goal, VAR apparently review all goals, like, and especially the lead-up play to that. So how couldn't VAR go or actually take it back because it's a – it should be a drop ball. The, the rules aren't like ambiguous on that. No. Like we're dealing with within the handball space. It's it's a drop ball now. So that's how it is. I don't know how they got a free kick out of it. It oh, seems crazy. Just outrageous. It really ground my gears um, when I saw that because I was like, we're going to yeah. talk about a stupid reference. And as you said, West Bromwich Albion get one disallowed, which is one of those weird ones too where you're like, oh, like easy impacting play. Like, Yeah, I thought it should be disallowed as much as I wanted it to be um, given. Yeah, I thought I thought it was disallowed, but yeah. Anyway, let's let's go let's go to the bloody highlight. (laughs) All right, Barney, talk me through what happens here. So the ball gets knocked out, and Trent Alexander-Arnold lines up the corner, and Big Allison comes bursting in. Holy shit, he's a big guy. Uh, he, as a, so he comes in late into the box and they've already sort of picked out who they're marking up. Fair enough. And then no one thinks to go, hang on a second, this guy's like six foot five, six foot six, and he's just running into the box. Um, I'll just let him go. I don't reckon he's going to score. He's a keeper. Why would he score? And then he has uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold whips in this absolute ripper of a cross, front stick. Allison just jumps away from goal. Flicks to the far post, and it was a, a awesome header. What a header! And Nathaniel Phillips came flying through and almost stole it clean off his head, which would have been devastating to see. But nah, it, like a great header, like a great goal, and even better that it was uh, Allison, and then absolute scenes after that. But how many goalkeepers oh, do you see go into the box and just look real uncoordinated and just usually make it worse for their own team? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that like it, it obviously is a bit of chaos ball when um when the keepers go up. But a few people said that they were surprised about the quality of the finish. But I think if you look at goalkeeper training these days, um, when the reserve goalkeepers in goal, you might have like the goalkeeper coach whipping crosses in, and they whip crosses into the actual other goalkeepers who like do a little bit of finishing and stuff like that, and then rotate through. 
So I think you'd be actually surprised about how good some of these um, goalkeepers can finish in a situation where they're not, you know, marked or have to, you know, make a certain type of run because, as I said, their, their goalkeeper training, that, that's essentially what they do. There's balls served in to, for them to, you know, have a go at and to work the other keepers and they do it every day. So I wasn't that shocked by the quality finish. Yeah, and then I was on the commentary, I was listening and it was interesting to hear the commentator say Liverpool's fate is now in their own hands. Yeah, they have to like um they have to hope that uh, Leicester or Chelsea um yeah slip up. But I mean even if Leicester and Chelsea oh, draw, they play each other, yeah, that's right. They play each other. But like um so Chelsea win, right? Let's call that if that happens, then Leicester go and beat Spurs on the last day and Chelsea win, Liverpool still miss out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the what that is because I've heard that a few times and it doesn't really make, make sense to me. No, I thought I was missing something there. But, um, yeah, pretty crazy result for Liverpool. But probably like on the balance of things, they absolutely peppered the West Brom goal. Um, so they probably yeah. deserved the, the points there. So Liverpool... Stay fifth on 63 points, one point behind Chelsea, three points behind Leicester, seven points behind Manchester United. Just got to put that in there. That's important. Um, where sees West Bromwich Albion stay second last. Um, and right, they, also, so they also have the most goals conceded in the entire competition. All right. So let's have a, look, a quick look at this top four, boys. Um, two games left. Um, so I suppose there's two spots you can get. Um, probably third and fourth that are still up for grabs to, and obviously to go in the Champions League. And there's really three teams that are jostling for those, so Leicester, Chelsea, and Liverpool. So, Jobber, give me your two teams that are going through. So there's three teams there, Leicester, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Only two can make the Champions League. Two games less. Who have you got? Chelsea and Liverpool. Barney? I think uh, Leicester and Liverpool. Leicester oh, and Liverpool. Why do you think that's it? Yeah. I feel like you're coming across as a bit stupid now. No, <laughs> Leicester, 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 yeah. Chelsea, Leicester, Chelsea to draw, Liverpool to win the rest of their games, um, Leicester to beat Spurs on the last day, and there it is. Oh, yeah, agree, Le- Leicester have got the uh, two points up on Chelsea as well, and Chelsea have dropped off a little bit in the last week. I know we say they're they're extremely good, and they're obviously going to have one eye on the Champions League because Chelsea essentially have a double chance as well, right? They got. They got the top four and they've got the Champions League final mm. as well. So yeah, yeah. So oh, I agree with Barney. I think I think you're going to have Chelsea sort of looking up, looking towards that um, Champions League um, final game. So whether that means squad rotation or whether that means you know the players not fully focused or something, I think Liverpool are good enough to win their last two games. So yeah, I've I've got Leicester getting a, a draw and a win in their last games, um, and that'll be it for Chelsea. So the last game of the season for Liverpool is the manager that they sacked, Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace, are going up there. You don't want to be a Liverpool taking on a Palace with all of Roy Hodgson's career behind them. Do you remember when um, Liverpool were going for the title? They were at Palace. They were 3-0 up up. and then they capitulated and conceded three. Yeah. Mm. Ringing a bell? (laughs) The scars. (laughs) The scars of that one. That's Harry Potter. His scar is burning at this point. Um, all right, so let's move on. So that, that obviously had significant permutations, that fixture. But the next one we have is Everton nil, Sheffield United 1. I don't want to spend much time on this because I actually had money on Everton and their home form is just absolutely shithouse. And then they just went ahead and reinforced all that, didn't they, Sam? Why did you put money on Everton to, to win at home? That Sheffield is... United, mate. They couldn't beat an old lady with a sack of batteries. It's, it's Everton at home. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I agree. It wasn't wasn't much going on with this game. Extremely wet first half. A lot of rain come down, so obviously it affected the play. Um, it was a good. I think it was a good goal by Sheffield. Uh, nice little run into the box, smashed across, and the Everton defender thought he was going to cut it back, but he didn't at all and just left it wide open at the back stick for Jebison. But um, I think the highlight of the game was what I reckon was probably the two best saves of the season by a keeper. The Ramsdale's double save where he denies Richarlison with the low-down header and then from point-blank range, DCL puts it straight into his face and goes <laughs> over the bar. 
that was that, I was I was like, holy crap! That is definitely double save of the season. Yeah. yeah, how Dominic Calvin Lewin doesn't score that, I'll I'll never know. Um, that could have yeah. been his ticket to um, the Euros, but yeah, who knows at this point? But like apart outside of that, I thought yeah, Everton were a bit. Um, they didn't look that dangerous. They had more possession, but I just don't think they created that many chances that all looked that dangerous. And their home form continues to be absolutely trash. And again, Joel, I can't believe you put any money down on them. No, I'm just I'm going to try and dig myself out of a hole here. How does a team with James Rodriguez, Decore, Richarlison, and Calvert Lewin? Be so poor in the final third. We've we've literally been slamming them on how <laughs> shit they are at home for like at least five apps, and then you still continue to put money on them. Uh, Insane. Yeah, it's very unlucky for me. But um, Everton stay eighth. Really disappointing finish to the season for them. Um, continuing their red hot streak of disappointing everyone whenever they show a slightly bit of promise. Sheffield United big win, important result. Stay last. But they now have more wins than Fulham or West Brom. So just something to think about there for next year Impressive. as they head into the championship. So what's next on our running order here, boys? I uh, I can't seem to load mine up, so fire it up, Barney. What do you got? <laughs> Go on, Barney. Lead All righty. All righty. We're stepping into the uh, EPL preview section of the show now. Oh, so God. We'll do some quick fire ones here because uh, obviously running short of time. So, me United Fulham, who you got, Sean, and why? Oh, dead rubber. So, this one's hard to pick. Um, so, you've probably just got to go with Manchester United just based on um, how much of a geezer Scott Parker is. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Yeah, look, Manchester United will take this one comfortably. Fulham have been fairly average, but I think it'll be pretty tight at half time. Just judging by the fact that Manchester United take a little while to get going. But once they get going, that's taken off. Oh, strap yourselves in, boys. Okay. Who you like, Barn? Uh, I like Man United for this. I mean, Fulham are very uninspiring. Um, and even with Man United possibly rotating the squad, I think they'll be too strong. Scotty, odds on, I think he's a dull one favourite to still wear the turtleneck and cardigan, even though it's brought him no luck. And uh, Don Parker will, will continue. All right, so Southampton leads. I reckon this has the potential to be an absolute doozy. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. Um, as I said earlier on, Southampton are changing their team and seem to be opening, opening up and trying to play um, a bit more. As as I said, they've got nothing to lose at this point and leads that, that is simply their style. So, yeah, I think this one should be a cracker for the neutral and I'm predicting a lot of goals and I think the ledger will fall slightly on Leeds' side. All right, Barn, who do you like? I uh, I like Leeds for this one. I think Southampton's little little run of form will uh, come to an end. I think Leeds might uh, might dismantle them. Yeah, but, right. Um, yeah, I think Leeds Leeds for this one. Yeah, you really sucked the energy out of the room there <laughs> with your with your tone. Yeah. All right, so come in flat. Man City, Sean. The question is, how many? Uh, well, I'm expecting a bit of a cheese coma for um, for me, City, actually. Um, so I think Brighton might give him a better game than you're thinking, but I think at the end of the day, Man City will be too strong. Um, depends if they get the stuff crust or not. So 3-1 or 2-1, I'm not sure. Oh, you know, John Stone doesn't like me who could do dairy either. Barney, who do you like? <laughs> <laughs> I heard the pizza party was all part of a carbo-loading plan that was put in place by the nutritionist, so it's all going to pay dividends for this game. Uh, no, I think I think this could be a bit of a uh, bit of a back and forth game with uh, mm-hmm. Brighton nicking a couple as well. I, I'm going to put a uh, score draw for this one. Score draw. Job. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be back and forth. It'll be back and forth. Brighton picking the ball up out of their net, going back to halfway. <laughs> I think City. I think City are going to win by a shed load. Um, so, right, so the next one is the FA Cup final second leg. Um, Chelsea versus Leicester City. Who do you like, Sean? And can we, can we rely on previous form for this one? Uh, I think this one is going to be a draw. I think um, on paper it suits both teams to get a draw, really, and roll into that, to that last fixture. So, yeah, I think a draw... Um, but I think a tight one. Leicester going to have to make some changes. Um, Johnny Evans was obviously injured, so they'll go with the back four instead of a back three. This is obviously another huge game for for both teams. Um, and if there's a winner here, I think that that individual um, will obviously get a, a Champions League spot. The other thing to say here is 
which I forgot to mention off the top, was that um, Tuchel went with a tracksuit to the FA Cup final, which I do not respect whatsoever. Brendy in a nice uh, nice two-piece suit. Um, and, yeah, Tuchel went with the tracksuit. So you get what you deserve. <laughs> All right. Buddy, who do you like in this one? So if we see any pregame handshakes between Brendy and Tuchel, do we just scream collusion? Yeah. Is that it? If there's a pregame yeah. handshake and then it's a draw, I'm I'm calling the FA. Uh, but no, I um I think this might be a, a draw as well. I think it's just it's uh will be an all right result for Chelsea. I still think it's a risk even with a draw with Chelsea. They've got to try out and try and win it. But I think I think it might just be a, a bit of a bit of a draw, maybe even a nil all. What do you think, John? Mm. Yeah, look, I I'm going to go Chelsea in this one. I think um they're going to be hurting from the FA Cup final. I think they're going to come out and really take a piece out of Leicester City here. I, I like. I just think it'd be such a like such a disappointment for Roman Abramovich if they don't qualify for the Champions League to the point where Thomas Tuchel's time would be over at Chelsea. So I think he knows that he needs to do something, and I think they'll get the job done. Hmm. All right, boys, let's move on. Just give me a result this one because this one is really pissing me off thinking about it. Everton Wolves. Sean, give me a result and the score quickly. Uh, is Everton at home? Yeah, Wolves. Toro hat trick. What do you think? What what Sean said. Everton yeah. at home, no win for them. I think I think this will be nil all, and it'll be very frustrating. Um, all right, next one. Chuck some money on job. <laughs> Newcastle, Sheffield United. Tell me you get enough for this one, Sean. Brucey, baby. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think Brucey will get this done and be back in the running for manager of the month for the May as well. Uh, Newcastle. Yeah, I think I think Brucey's got enough in his locker to get this one done. He's manager of the month. Give him some put some respect on his name. I have the whole season, mate. You, I told you a couple of episodes ago, mate. He's got twenty in a season from centre back. Get your head out of your ass. All right. Tottenham, Aston Villa. Sean, who do you like? Spurs. Barney? Yeah, Spurs. Spurs yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with Aston Villa. I'm going to say Jack Brill is going to play his way into the Euros. Uh, Crystal Palace, Arsenal. A bit of a London derby here, Sean. Who do you like? Oh, the Shamak derby. Um, <laughs> I think I'll go with... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, Arsenal are in a bit of a run of form, one three in a row. Uh, so I think Arsenal, but I hope Palace. There you go. Barney? I think uh, Arsenal's own run of form will work against them. Crystal Palace appearing at the moment. Benteke winner on the head. He's got three and three at the moment. So I reckon, yeah, Crystal Palace will win this one. I'm actually going with you, Barney. I think Crystal Palace win and Ben Teke will score as well. I just feel like Arsenal can be yeah. their own worst enemy and this is going to be one of those scenarios. Roy Hodgson's going to whip his shirt off and be running down the touchline to celebrate with the boys. So big one here for you, Sean. Yuck. Burnley versus Liverpool. Are Burnley any chance here? Yeah. No, I think Burnley have picked <laughs> yeah, themselves no. off the floor after getting battered 4-0 to, um, to do Liverpool here. If you look at their last run of results, you ready? Stay with me on this. Loss, win. Loss, win, loss. Yeah. You know what's coming next. A win against Liverpool here. Burnley four, Liverpool one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Burnley are kind of um, almost set up for this. Like just the copper battering and come out nil all. Like they've got players who can defend. Chris Wood, great doors. Chris yeah. Wood. Chrissy. Tarkovsky. going to be whipping them into the box and Tarkovsky's going to be eating those up. Yeah, Burnley want that. That's what, that's what, that's what they want. Yeah, Dye should be on the sidelines jumping, heading every bloody ball. Who do you like, Barney? Uh, I actually I actually think this could be a very difficult game for Liverpool. I think they'll find it hard to break down Burnley. Um, so I I think it could be a draw. Yeah, okay. I actually think it'll be a draw as well. I genuinely – because like in the Burnley-Liverpool game, obviously the quality is very different, but I think putting balls into the box, they are just going to absolutely thrive on that. I think it's going to be one for the purists. Um, just watch the Burnley boys heading balls out. Um, so if you weren't excited before, Sean, you will be now. West Brom, West Ham. The Hammers have fallen off the Champions League ladder. Who do you like in this one? Mm, how the West was won. Um, <laughs> big Sam against his old team, which I think will be um, interesting. But I think West Ham will be too 
strong for them. And I think, yeah, they've obviously got their eyes on that um, Europa League spot. Uh, and I think they'll be good enough to do it. Declan Rice with 90 minutes under his belt um, would be better for it. And so I think West Ham will get this done. All right, Barney, what do you reckon? Yeah, Big Sam refuses to stay away. So West Brom will continue to lose. West Ham for the win here. West Ham for the win. Yeah, nice. All right, boys. Let's give me a quick tip. So this week, obviously, um, one of my favourite fixtures in football is the championship playoffs. So this week, we have the playoffs. So tomorrow at 3am. So we've got Bournemouth versus Brentford. Give me a tip here, Sean. Oh, like, I don't know. You've got to go Brentford, don't you? Just uh, based on form. One, uh, four of their last five. So I think I'm going to go Brentford. Um, and I think they'll not only win this tie, but they'll uh, win the whole um, whole thing. Yeah, what do you reckon, Barn? Uh, I think Brentford will win this leg of it. I think, like Sean said, they're the form team coming into it. All the other teams have had a couple of losses coming into the playoffs. Um, but typically the third team never seems to qualify from the uh, from the playoffs it's so, always it's always like a sixth or fifth I find so I, I think I think Brentford might uh, win this leg but they could find a bit of trouble in the second second leg all right boys I'm gonna so Bunny that, that's what I was wrestling with so Bunny that's what I was wrestling with I'm halfway between um, third never really gets to go up mm. and whoever has the hottest form coming into it always goes up <laughs> and Brentford are ticking both of those so I don't know which way to go but I've gone for Brentford yeah all right let yeah, me throw yeah. let me throw some stats at you boys so Bournemouth lost both of their both of their championship matches against Brentford this season with the bees only one of two teams to complete the double over the cherries. Um, second one is in their one nil home defeat to Brentford and April, Bournemouth managed just four shots, their fewest in a home league game all season, despite playing the last 40 minutes with an extra man. But this will be Brentford's 10th attempt at a football league playoff, and they haven't gone up. Yeah. Never been yeah. promoted via the playoffs. Come on the bees. Come on the bees. But it is it is one of the best fixtures in football. I'm going to go with Brentford over both legs. Um, I think that, as you said, like the form guide's got to be there. So that first leg is tomorrow at 3am and then Saturday, 22nd of May, is the follow-up. So the other fixture is Barnsley versus Swansea. So a bit of a uh, Brendy Rogers feel about this one being the former Swansea manager. Um, Barnsley, are actually, Barnsley are actually the money ball team of the championship. So who do you like in this one, Sean? Um, I like Barnsley. Um, I just don't like Swansea because they're Welsh. Um, simple as that. I hope Barnsley um, make it to the Prem. I just think it'd be great for such a small team um, to, to yeah, make the Prem. So, yeah, I think Barnsley, I think this one's a lot tighter than the than the Brentford-Bournemouth um, game. So, yeah, I think this one will be um, a Barnsley win here and then they'll get the draw when they um, move on to, to Swansea. But, yeah, I'm going for Barnsley. Uh, Barnsley Sam, on this one. Can I ask you a question on this one? Were you alive when Barnsley were in the Premier League? No. There you go. No. Okay. All right, there you go. I remember that. So who do you like in this game? I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know they had been in the Premier League. They had? So I think- that, should have, that should have explained it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I would love to see Barnsley, Barnsley get back up. It'd be like obviously a very small team. It'd be great to see. Like it was great when Bournemouth came up, you know, State like only like a twelve thousand seat stadium in the Premier League is is crazy, but um, yeah, I'd like to see Barnsley go up. So I think they'll be yeah very much following in Sean's Sean's way of Barnsley win the first leg and then yeah possibly just lock it down for a draw in the second. All right, I'm going to go with Swansea. Um, they're the only side to complete a league double over Barnsley, winning both games two nil, and they're also unbeaten in the last sixteen against Barnsley in all competitions. Um, I think you can't argue with that sort of record. So I'm going to go with Swansea to join us in the Premier League again. Back to the good old Wilfred Bonnie days. Um, so that's all we have this week. If you want to get in touch with us, email us footballplayedonpaper.com, Facebook Football Played on Paper, Instagram at Football on Paper, and Twitter at Football on Pods. Any more from you, Sean? Uh, no, quick mention for Norwich and Watford, who are already promoted. Yeah, good to see Farka. It's good to see a manager keep his job and then get re-promoted, isn't it? And then probably go straight back down again playing. See, I understand. Oh, I understand you've got a midweek multi for us because you've been so successful in the past. I just put one on. I put one on secretly over the uh, over the weekend. I didn't want to 
draw the listeners in, but I put one on secretly and I only missed out by one leg, so improvements are being made. Okay, but so I have got one. Go on. I have got one. I'm a I'm a bit of a punting don. So uh, this one will be Man United to beat Fulham. Okay. Tick. That's a lock. <laughs> Man City. Man City to beat Brighton. Tick. Oh. This is brave. Pizza gate. Yeah. Okay. This you 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 will like this one. It's pretty creative. So in the Everton versus Wolves game, <laughs> I've got Wolves to win or draw. Oh wow. That's guaranteed. Yeah, that's, ba- that's easy money. That's paying three bucks. Oh, not, not, not the odds I got. Okay, yeah. What you, uh, next one? <laughs> yeah, diff- differing dealers. Uh, West Ham to win. Okay. And a bit of a variety mm, one at the end here. Newcastle to beat Chef United. Manager of the month to continue Ooh. his fall. <sighs> Brucey. <laughs> so, so, uh, Ten dollar dues on that one will get you back one hundred and five seventy seven. Jesus Christ! So, oh, that's all, not bad. Put all your money on it. <laughs> Please do responsibly. Again, responsibly, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, so that's all, everyone. So, thanks very much. Thanks, guys.